It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to More Outdoors. More Outdoors is hosted by the wildlife journalist Chester Moore. Chester is the recipient of the Mossy Oak Outdoors Legacy Award, Texas Soil and Conservation District Conservation of the Year, and was named a Hero of Conservation by Field and Stream Magazine. He is the founder of Kingdom Zoo Wildlife Center. He has won more than 100 awards for writing, photography, and radio on topics of the outdoors, and believes live radio is the best way to celebrate a love of the great outdoors that's what i'm talking about a little creeping death from metallica ride the lightning 1984 yeah baby come in interim more outdoors having a great time on the air tonight and um always great to be here believe it or not 19 years and going strong here on news talk 560 klvi if you want to join our conversation tonight, call 896 klvi that's 896-5584 or 800-330-klvi you can listen on the air at 560 online at klvi.com on your smartphone or ipad with the free underlined free iheart radio app um lots of cool stuff to talk about tonight and um if, if you've been listening a lot over the last two months You've noticed that I've talked on, on several occasions about different poaching incidents that have made sort of the national spotlight. And we're going to talk tonight, and tonight's show is going to be called The Price of Poaching. And this is a very serious issue that is run the gamut all over the world. And, and the poaching in the world is reaching a fever pitch to where... There are things happening that are just absolutely shattering to wildlife populations. There are things happening here in the United States of America that are really flying under the radar on the poaching issue. One of the very first things I ever wrote about was poaching because at the time there was an extreme amount of deer poaching in East Texas. I'm not, you know, people who were still hunting with deer dogs illegally. And a whole lot of spotlighting deer, and there, that was in the in the in the early to mid '90s. There's still those things happening, but there are things happening in America with poaching that are quite frankly shocking. We're going to address those. We're going to address some wildlife around the world poaching. I'm talking about some of your iconic animals, and let you see the problems with what is going on, and how maybe you can help because. We believe here at News Talk 560 KLVI and also at the Wildlife Journalist that conservation should be at the forefront. We should be good stewards of our natural resources. We should not wipe out species. I have hunted and fished my whole life. I have nothing against killing venison for dinner, catching and gutting and eating your own fish. All that is good, sustainable stuff. But there are a reason that certain regulations and things are put in place to check. And we've done a magnificent job of that overall in America. And I want to give you some numbers that are going to blow your mind, okay? In 1900, there was an estimated 100,000 elk in North America. In 2018, there's an estimated 1 million elk 
in North America. In 1900, the wood duck was nearly extinct. Now, you're probably here in southeast Texas, southwest Louisiana, maybe your online listeners where you got lots of wood ducks. You're thinking, how could they be almost extinct? Well, in 1900, the wood duck was bordering extinction. Now they're the most common duck in the eastern seaboard, and they're common all over the country. Everywhere there's hardwood bottoms, you have wood ducks, okay? White-tailed deer. Now, this is a pretty astounding thought. In 1900, there was an estimated 500,000 white-tailed deer scattered throughout North America. Now, in 2018, there's an estimated 27 million white-tailed deer in North America. Wild turkey. There was an estimated 500,000 or so turkey in 1900. 2018, there are well over 10 million turkey in America. There has been a dramatic shift in wildlife population in America, and the reason is that people with good conservation practices, people who care about stewarding the resources, did some amazing things. Teddy Roosevelt, one of our presidents, who was also a big game hunter, believed in wildlife conservation. Teddy Roosevelt started the national park system. We have Yellowstone and Yosemite and all these great national treasures because of Roosevelt. And the Boone and Crockett Club, the Pope and Young Club, these early hunting organizations really lobbied and pushed forward for game law restrictions and also for uh, bag limits, size limits, and also to have hunting licenses to pay for game wardens to enforce laws. And then what happened was you had all this going on in North America, and then you had a boom in wildlife. We have done a magnificent job. It's not perfect. We've made some big mistakes too. But compared to most other nations in the world, compare us to Europe. They've wiped out pretty much everything in most of Europe. We've done an incredible job of managing wildlife in the United States of America. And a lot of it has to do whether you like hunting and fishing or not. The hunting and fishing community in America has done an incredible job because we have a thing called the Pittman-Robertson Fund. And that is on ammunition, um, sales, uh, sporting goods sales related to hunting and fishing and things go out. It's an excise tax on that. That tax goes out and is distributed to states for different wildlife and fisheries programs. Your hunting and fishing licenses pay for um, game wardens and things like that. Biologists, your duck stamp sales buy land to conserve waterfowl habitat. And so all these things have done an incredible job and even helped species that aren't hunted and, and, and that aren't really sought after by fishermen. Now, some hunters aren't conservationists. Some hunters are, like everybody else, just good apples and bad apples. But um, I'm telling you right now, for the most part, um, the hunting and fishing community have done an incredible job with wildlife and fisheries conservation. That's the story that's happened here in North America. But, like I said, it is not perfect. We're seeing some things. We're seeing some, some cracks out there in the pavement that are really, really disturbing. You know, it's like if you just pour a nice concrete and all of a sudden it looks beautiful and you go out a couple of days, there's cracks and there's a problem out there somewhere in your foundation. We're seeing some of that right now. If you go to the, the, wild, the wildlifejournalist.com 
at thewildlifejournalist.com. You can see my blog I posted. It was posted, uh, I think it was last Friday, actually, and it's about eagle poaching. It's not the first incident with youth, but it was teens busted in Washington State for poaching. They actually were busted for poaching a white, uh, was a blacktail doe, I believe, and um, they put this doe um, down in a bait pile. They've been killing deer illegally and baiting eagles into the deer carcasses and killing the eagles. When they found the two teens out there, they found them um, with a gun and the doe, and they admitted that they just shot an eagle, and they've been hunting eagles, hunting the symbol of America. And it's not the first time. There was a youth outside of Houston, who a, a teenager who shot an eagle. There was one right here in Finette who shot two whooping cranes. You know, there's only like 150 of those on the planet, and somebody in our area shot two of them. There were teens in Orange County who shot a dolphin with a fishing arrow. And it goes on and on and on and on. And instead of seeing like a major expose on what's going on with poaching, with teens, you see a news article here, a news article there. Well, I'm going to champion this issue, and we're going to be reaching out, trying to see what the problem is. And look, it's not just parents. It's not just parents not raising their kids right. There's other things happening because these aren't just poaching things. It is highly endangered species. There were teens in the Florida Keys who caught two little key deer, the smallest subspecies of whitetail. There's only 1,400 on the planet. They all live in the Florida Key Islands and smuggled them in their car, and they ended up dying, having to, to, to kill them because they, were, they had their legs broken, stuff being stuffed in a car. Something is wrong out there. We've got to address this. So I'm, I'm going to give a few ideas when we come back here on More Outdoors. We're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about some shocking information I found out about the rhinoceros. And, and even though we're here in Texas, you're going to want to hear about this iconic animal that could be extinct if things keep going on. Hyundai of Silsby is moving to a new location, but before we go, we want to get you rolling too. This is Jackie Simeon, and we make it easy to get the vehicle you want and leave you feeling proud about the deal you've made. See us before or after you get your tax refund. It doesn't matter. Our moving sale discounts are reason enough to stop by, test drive our all-new Santa Fe Sport, and learn about the Hyundai Assurance and 10 years or 100,000 miles of coverage that come with any new Hyundai you purchase. It's America's best warranty. And to prove you're our priority, we do something no other area dealership does. We allow you to get your Hyundai on a Sunday from 11 to 6 or until the last customer leaves. See all we have to offer at your leisure on HyundaiofSilsbyTX.com. Call 527-7065 then stop by Highway 96 South. Hyundai of Silsby proudly supports Creative Corrections Education Foundation. And you'll be rolling this is Gene Valorani from That's the Bottom Line. Todd Hickman and I bring it to you Sundays at 11 a.m. Be sure to tune in and listen for our updates during the Michael Berry Show right here on News Talk 560 KLVI. It's your last chance to drive an award-winning Titan from Mike Smith Nissan. Right now, get a new 2017 Titan XD for $25,265 or get 0% APR for 72 months. I-10 exit Washington both ways. MikeSmithNissan.com. Two or more this price. HN549963. With approved credit, see website for details. 
It's the biggest game of the year, so start at Sam's Packet Store on East Lucas for your big game party. Sam's has over 100 craft beers, kegs, and all your party supplies, including snacks and mixers. Order early and kick off your party at Sam's Packet Store in Beaumont. And remember the ice. Collision and Classics, 510 I-10 South in Beaumont. Call them at 842-2324. Collision and Classics, not a body shop. A Collision Technology Repair Center. Now, back to more outdoors with Chester Moore on News Talk 560 KLVI. Yes. Sometimes the bump music's too good. I don't want to go into the show. I just don't like listening to it, you know? Welcome back to more outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. And don't forget... If you want to hear that first segment and you're like, hey, I missed that. I heard a little bit of it. Or you want to go back and listen to a show, go to KLVI.com. Click on the podcast link at the top of KLVI.com. You'll see more outdoors. You can go back and listen for a long time on the different programs we've been doing here. And this one's the price of poaching. At the beginning of the program, we laid out some a, a really sad trend that's happening in America with teenagers involved in killing highly protected and highly endangered species. And I have a feeling once I'm through digging through this, I'm going to see even more shocking stuff out there. But, you know, this isn't bagging on teens. This is just a trend that's happening, and we're trying to address it because if we stick our heads in the sand, we're never going to be able to address this. And that's unfortunately sometimes what happens with these issues of the sporting community. We don't want to talk about it because it looks like a black eye. But I'd rather deal with the black eye in the public for a while on the issue than ignore it. And then you have a generation who wants to go kill endangered species, right? So, Finette, Texas, teen shoots whooping cranes. Orange, Texas, or Orange County, Texas, teens shoot dolphin with fishing arrow and kill it. Houston, Texas, teen kills bald eagle. There was another teen killed a bald eagle in Florida. We just ran a story that happened last week of teens who were baiting eagles and purposely hunting eagles with deer carcasses. And we had a situation where teens captured... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The little key deer, the small whitetail that live in the endangered whitetail that live in Florida, and smuggled them in their car, and the deer broke their legs. They had to be euthanized. There's a trend going on out there with teens, and it's you know it's not your average teen, but something is going on. So I ask, what is the underlying current? What is the environment? Now, these could be all teens who just have parents who don't care about them, and they're wanting attention and whatever. I don't believe that. I think there may be some of that. Um, they could just be rebellious people. That could be some of that. Could it be that we have created somewhere in the shooting sports industry um, kind of a, you know, an attaboy for things like endangered species? And here's why I say this. 
people often, because they get tired of the environmentalist, hippie, wacko crowd type, to people who operate in the shooting sports industry, sometimes you'll hear things like this. Um, you know, uh, what did it taste like? Taste like spotted owl. Tastes like bald eagle. You know, all that kind of stuff. Little, I've heard that literally hundreds of times. Have we created something that would inspire a young person to think, well, that's my middle finger to the environmentalist crowd. You know, how rebellious is it of me to go against the grain? Just a thought that's out there, you know. Um, it could be a matter of there's there's some kind of a, of some, this could be like a, not an urban a, or even a suburb. You know, we hear about urban rage and suburban rage. It'd be like a rural version of this rage. And it's instead of lashing out against people, it's wildlife. And they pick the most endangered wildlife. I don't know. My wife suggested, is it possible that some of the first-person shooter games have contributed to an idea that you know life isn't so valuable? And I'm not one to go blame games and TV shows and stuff, but I'm throwing some stuff out there. I've asked around about some of the hunting games. Can you, on some of the hunting games, kill non-game animals? And uh, there's just some thoughts out there. What is it at the heart of this that we can address and really... Because this is serious, folks. When, her, when the hurricane, I forget the name of it, that came after Harvey, the hit Florida, came out, there was uh, someone on Facebook, uh, a young man, wanting to talk about one to how he will always want to kill a manatee. Because some manatees got stuck in Tampa Bay. And um, the lit water got sucked out. They're stuck out there. They said, well, that'd be nice. I always want to kill one. I'm going, what a horrible thought, right? It's not a gay animal. It's a manatee. An endangered species, a harmless animal. You're not going to eat that, you know? So these are some things that we just simply have to address because we don't want to get to the point where another generation is just wipe, wiping out species. And, you know, Mark Twain once wrote that history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And that's, that's true, you know, like not the exact same things. You know, the Nazis probably aren't going to rise up again, but maybe— you know, maybe something in the Middle East that will happen with, um, you know, um, terrorists rising up like ISIS. You know, they want to be like that, right? So history rhymes. Something sounds similar. I don't want what happened with market hunting and unregulated, un unmitigated killing in the early part of the 20th century come again. And we have to be diligent and ask honest questions. And I'm not afraid to do that. I love having the platform here on More Outdoors on News Talk 560 to do that. And, um, but what's happening in other parts of the world right now with poaching are horrible. I talked with the, um, the uh, president, the executive director of Dallas Safari Club at the SHOT Show, the Shooting, Hunting, and Outdoor Trade Show in Vegas last week. And it was really interesting conversation we had. See, the Dallas Safari Club has just taken action to um, come out against canned lion hunting in Africa. In South Africa, the bulk of lions that are killed are killed behind high fences. They're raised basically in cages, released in areas to hunt. Okay, Dallas Safari Club came out for two reasons against that. They came out, they said it's, it's, it's not fair, truly fair chase, and it's not helping 
take away from lion harvest in other, other areas. So in other words, if South Africa allows so many canned lion hunts to go on, it's not going to take away from how many lion hunts are in Zimbabwe or Tanzania or Ethiopia or any of those areas that still maybe have some lion populations and hunting. And lions are declining throughout Africa, throughout most of Africa. So I thought that was a, a great step to take. I just saw right before I left, I hadn't seen all the details, but Safari Club International has taken some kind of, uh, of a stance against the can lion hunting too. So I thought that was uh, kind, of, uh, kind of interesting. The reason I bring this up, the reason I bring this up is because what poaching is doing in those areas. And the gentleman from Safari Club said, if you take the hunting away from these areas, that the money that comes in, the people who own the land, like a, 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 a PH, a professional hunter called a PH over there, these guys get the land from the government, they lease tracts of land as a concession. And then they'll go to like the farmers and stuff and say, look, if you have a lion come in and kill your cattle, I will actually um, pay you 200 bucks or whatever it is instead of killing as, as like a, a, a supplement so you don't kill the lion. And that instead, if you took the money out from the hunting of those animals, then you'd have more poaching. That's, that's the argument. Now, he said the poaching is just so terrible now. Now, I, I'm going to get the years wrong on this, but about four years ago in South Africa, there was like less than 100 rhinoceroses poached. And next year, there was over 1,200. The market for rhino horn has went up to such a catastrophic level. We're talking $65,000 a pound for rhino horn that they are slaughtering these things. They're using drones, and they're, it's very professional. There are actually terror organizations involved at some levels. Um, and the poaching has gotten tremendous, and they're also starting to kill more lions because in China, they wiped out the tiger pretty much everywhere, um, and they sell tiger parts like reproductive organ parts, claws, stuff like that for medicine, quote-unquote, over there, aphrodisiacs and stuff. They're actually coming and killing lions now and selling those parts as tiger parts. So it's even more incredible numbers of poaching. So um, there's been talk about um, bringing rhinos over here to Texas, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, um, we're going to take a call from Billy in Colmesnil. What's on your mind, Billy? Hey, uh, I, you know, I know most of your audience is local, and uh, I love hearing all about, uh, you know, the uh, African animals and that sort of thing. But uh, what I was wondering is uh, if your audience might like to hear, you know, what the Texas Department of, of uh, Wildlife does for us. Um, we shouldn't be scared of them. We ought to get them to help us and so for property owners uh regarding uh you know poaching and that sort of thing it still goes on and sure. uh, just i mean what what uh, what does the state of texas do for us i mean how do we contact them when you know where i'm going with this so well anyway. you know it's a, it's a good question at the beginning of the show i mentioned the fact that you know, your, gain, your your hunting licenses and the excise taxes on sporting goods go a big part of that to pay for game wardens. 
to enforce laws and that kind of stuff. And most counties in Texas have one or two game wardens, maybe more depending on the size of the county and the number of incidents and things and they're operating. And you can contact your Parks and Wildlife and say, hey, I've got a poaching problem on my land. You can call a local law enforcement office of Parks and Wildlife. Uh, you can actually call Operation Game Thief. That's 1-800-792-1112, 1-800-792-1112, and that's a way to anonymously report poaching problems. There's even like a reward for that. And, um, you know, you can call and say, hey, there's, you know, this is what's going on. I've got these animals. They've been shot over here. And, um, you know, can you come out and talk with me? So that's one of the things our state does. There's also federal game wardens. There are not nearly as many of those guys in Texas as there are the state game wardens. But they do come and help, and they do fight a lot of poaching, you know. And we're, we're going to be talking about fishing poaching, too, which is a crazy stuff that's going on in Texas right now. People don't know about piracy and stuff happening in Texas uh, involving wildlife. And, um, but, yeah, there are, and I salute our game wardens because I tell you what, if you think it's easy to end up in the backwoods of Colmesneal by yourself in the middle of the night trying to respond to a deer poaching call, man, that's, that's, that takes some guts. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you, Billy. Right. Appreciate it. So, yeah, there are ways we can we can you know involved in that. But like you know, wardens in Africa, there are places in Africa now. I don't know if it's official, but it's shoot to kill sometimes with poachers because that's how deadly it gets. They're slaughtering and wiping out the rhinoceros, one of the great animals of the whole world, one of the most magnificent animals, just slaughtering them, um, unmitigated just death. And so the Exotic Wildlife Association and others came together a few years back, and they wanted to start bringing orphaned rhinos, young rhinos whose mom has been slaughtered, to Texas and protect them on hunting ranches. Not hunt them in Texas, but put them on huge hunting ranches because the Texas Hill Country is almost exactly like South Africa, Southern Africa. A lot of the same kind of vegetation and and uh, I talked with the Sadler, Byron and Sandra Sadler, who own YO headquarters and walked around their property with them. And they had South African people come to, uh, who were part of the wildlife program over there to look and say, your ranch would be a perfect place for rhinoceros. And I thought, dude, I have to go cover this. Because they would fly them over like in a 747, right? A huge plane, a cargo plane. And then, like, I would love to, like, go up to the plane and watch a rhino come out of the plane and then, like, bring it to the ranch and release it. That would be so awesome. But there's all kind of red tape that's kind of stopped that from happening in different ranches. But all these great ranchers are working on this. When I talked to the gentleman with Dallas Safari Club, he said whoever would have these rhinos would probably have to have secret service level security because of the value of the horns on the black market. That is the kind of poaching. That's the kind of money and things. So poaching is heinous. And here's the thing. There have been studies that show some of the poaching in Africa contributes to terrorism. It's, it's just a vicious, vicious thing. And we have to talk about it, you know. And, um, you know, look what's been done with, with elephants, you know. Um, now, one of the things that was done recently is they burned a gigantic pile of elephant tusks. And rhino horn is a symbol that we don't believe in the black market for poaching. That was the dumbest thing ever done in the history of wildlife conservation. You have a hard time paying for game wardens and poaching patrols, and you burn $10 million worth of ivory and rhino horn. How about sell it on a legal market, sell what you've already confiscated, 
and use that money to pay for the wardens and protection and technology. But no, we want to make a great symbol and sign. They did this back in the 80s, and I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard of in my life. And there was a lady, and I, and I kid you not. Now, look, I would never shoot an elephant. I'd never shoot a rhino. If he was charging at me, trying to kill me, I might, you know, I would. But I would never shoot a lion or a tiger or a giraffe or any of that stuff. I'm not arguing that. But there's no arguing the fact that the hunting money helps keep poachers away and helps the populations. There was a lady who said, even if she was over conservation in these areas, even if we prove that hunting is beneficial for elephant populations, I would rather see all elephants go extinct than the first one killed by a hunter. I can't make that kind of stuff up. I, my mind does not work that way. I can't go, I'm like, look, whatever helps the elephants, I'm down with it, right? Whatever helps the Ryan. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm down with it. And we got to stop letting Hollywood celebrities, washed up B-movie actresses from Europe... And all these kind of people make up laws and stuff. For things. I, you know, we need to let some African nations make their own laws and do some stuff on these things. They're, they're autonomous nations. And they, when they have money from wildlife, they do a good job over there with it. But we like to think, because we're Westerners, we can impose everything on everybody else over there in the world. And that same thing goes with wildlife. But we got to pay attention to this because it's are just wiping everything out. When we come back on More Outdoors, I'm going to talk to you about a species you probably never heard of, but guess there's only 30 of them left on the planet, and poaching is the problem. We've got to address this, folks. Go back and listen to the podcast, share it with the young people in your life, the price of poaching. Texas Land Commissioner George B. Bush is a conservative who's fighting for Texas, and that means he's fighting for you. He campaigned for Donald Trump in 2016 and supports the Trump agenda in Texas. He took on the Obama administration over its attempt to illegally take private Texas property and stopped Obama from stealing our land. George P. Bush is fighting to save the Alamo for generations to come, fighting to give our veterans the support they need, fighting to reduce the size of government, fighting to improve our schools, and fighting to create more jobs and growth in Texas. Commissioner George B. Bush is a real conservative. He's pro-life, pro-gun, pro-traditional values, and he's the only true conservative in this race. Texas Commissioner George B. Bush, your commissioner, your conservative. Political ad paid for by George B. Bush campaign. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Paid for by Case Legal Media. Attention. If you've had hernia surgery and have experienced complications such as chronic pain, infection, wound reopening, mesh migration, bowel obstruction, need revision surgery, or other complications, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Hernia repair surgery is common and requires a mesh product to be implanted inside your body. If you've had hernia surgery and have experienced chronic pain, infection, wound reopening, mesh migration, bowel obstruction, need revision surgery, 
surgery or other complications, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call the Hernia Mesh Legal Helpline now at 800-584-0019. Our experienced attorneys can get you the compensation you deserve. There are no fees to pay unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call now. 800-584-0019. Operator standing by 24-7. Call 800-584-0019. That's 800-584-0019. Hiring is important. People are what make your business work. But how do you find the right talent? ZipRecruiter makes it simple. One click sends your job ad to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. Their smart matching technology will instantly alert quality candidates about your job. That means you'll start getting great candidates with the right experience almost as soon as your job is posted. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates are out there. This is how you find them. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. People from businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. We're so confident ZipRecruiter will get you better results than anywhere else. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. Now back to more outdoors with Chester Moore on News Talk 560 KLVI. Welcome back to more outdoors, the greatest choice in bump music in the history of outdoor radio. And this is Chester Moore. Don't forget, you can listen back to the podcast and go back if you haven't heard the price of poaching. Okay. Go to klvi.com, click on the podcast link. You'll see more outdoors. We've been talking about poaching. We're going to shift a little bit here to the aquatic side of the world. There's a species that most people have never heard of. I hadn't heard of it till the last couple of years. We talked about it last year with Dr. Guy Harvey um, on the air on a couple of episodes. It's the vaquita, V-A-Q-U-I-T-A, the vaquita porpoise. It's the smallest porpoise species on the planet. They grow to about five feet long, little bitty cute guys. They live in the Sea of Cortez in Baja, Mexico. There are only 30 of them left, 30 of them left. Think about that, 30. That's it. I've seen 30 Atlantic bottlenose dolphins in one pod by the Sabine jetties. There are only 30 of these guys on planet Earth. Um, All these wildlife agencies and things gathered in the Sea of Cortez last year to try and capture some from captive breeding. It failed. One of them died. They're very hard to do in captivity. It's the reason none of them have been in captivity in a long time. I don't even know if there's ever been any kept for long periods in captivity. And... It's really bad looking for the species. There is a glimmer of hope, but it's not much. And the reason is poaching, the gill netting. There's a fish, and I don't remember the name of it, and it's now the fish is endangered, and it lives in the Sea of Cortez. And once again, there's a market for it in China, huge market for it for some kind of a gland or something it has, and they pay a lot of money. So they, they set these nets to catch the fish, and they catch the vaquita. And the, and the vaquitas die in the net because they got to breathe air. And some of them are killed. And it's contributed to wiping them out. And there are people who will argue that, well, what does it matter for the vaquita por- porpoise to go extinct? What does it matter if a rhino goes extinct and all this kind of stuff? Well, 
if you're a self-centered person and you think it's all about you and your needs, you know, we'll let you think that. That's okay. But these are amazing animals. If you just look at it from an ecological standpoint, there's a vitality in the ecosystem that must be maintained, and everything's there for a reason, right? And I'm a follower of Christ, and I believe in the Judeo-Christian dialect of creation, and God created things. And because my God created things, I believe that we should be good stewards of his creation. You know, the first animal conservation law was given to Moses. Deuteronomy 22.6 says, If you find a mother bird on the nest, do not take the mother with the eggs. We didn't figure out, and this is a true story, that, that stopping the harvest of female animals or restricting the harvest of female animals was a key to bringing back wildlife populations until the 1800s. Moses had it 3,500 years ago. You think he might have been on tap with some kind of divine thing? So there's a, there's, a, there's a call to use wildlife resources, but not wipe them out. And what a world we live in, if we think, oh, we got all these animals, so let's just kill them all, right? You know, I believe in hunting and fishing and conservation, and, you know, I like to eat ribeye steaks, and, you know, I like to eat sushi, so I like when tunas get whacked and put on the grill, and you know, all that kind of stuff. But there's a point where you got to go, we need, we need to make sure we're doing this in the right way. So the aquatic world has also had its share of ups and downs. Hey, what we're doing to tuna populations worldwide and what we're doing to shark populations is shocking. In 1969, there was a survey done of many, many scientists, and it was determined that the most common large animal, means weighing 100 pounds or more on planet Earth, was the oceanic white-tipped shark. Chances are, you, unless you're really a shark buff, you've never heard of an oceanic white-tipped shark. I've never seen one. I've been in the Gulf hundreds of times. And almost every time I've been in the Gulf, I have purposely sought out sharks at some level. Never heard of or seen an oceanic white-tip. There are a few. It is estimated in the Gulf of Mexico since 1969, there has been a 99% decrease in oceanic white tip population. Think about that. 99% decrease. Amazing, right? Why? Long lining. So if you've ever, I like to run trot lines. If you've ever ran a trot line, can you imagine a trot line miles long with thousands of hooks set in the deep waters of the Gulf? Well, they run these things. They're called long lines. That's how a lot of commercial overseas, you know, fishing is done in the deep, deep ocean. Well, the, they catch sharks and they cut their fins off and throw them back in the water for mainly Chinese um, market for shark fin soup. Shark fin soup is... Um, a delicacy. When I was in China in 2008, went to a restaurant, didn't eat it, but they had shark fin soup. They had a shark fin mounted on the wall to show you they had shark fin soup. It's a huge, huge delicacy over there. And a lot of the overseas vessels will cut the fins off of the shark back in the water. Oceanic white tip was abundant in the open ocean where they do a lot of the long lining. And they are also a species that has large fins, so they're very prized in that regard. So oceanic white tip. 99% decrease in the Gulf. 
huge decreases around the world because of what could be considered the poaching type situation, unregulated, unmitigated killing. And sharks are a species that are slow reproducers. Some species up to 10, like great whites, up to 10 years for their sexually mature. And they produce a few young. It's not that like a redfish, it lays millions and millions of eggs. So you have a situation where it has an impact. It has a real impact on what's going on. Um, a lot of things you know, in the ocean are like that. The sea turtle populations are decimated because of egg collections in Mexico. Uh, the bycatch reduction um, on shrimp vessels. I went to the NOAA. Me and Lisa took a group of, uh, of our Kingdom Zoo kids to the NOAA um, shrimp. Um, I'm not shrimp. The NOAA sea turtle facility. Watch how they do the bycatch reduction for shrimp devices. With shrimping, unfortunately, wiped out a lot of sea turtles a long time before they put the, the bycatch reduction devices. And the shrimping industry responded and done great things to save sea turtles. But netting bycatch and trawls and the collection of eggs in places like Mexico and some of these countries is wiping, was wiping sea turtles out. A lot of animals you just don't see a whole lot of. So there's a lot of things in the aquatic world. Did you know there is a pirate shark fishery along the Mexico border in Texas? They have found um, long lines, uh, nets, and all kinds of things in Texas waters trying to catch sharks and killing thousands of sharks in southern Texas. And uh, the, 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 the poachers come right in from Mexico, come and try to get undetected in the very vast area down there. And it's hard to find them because it's a vast area. We've got a lot of technology these days where people can keep up on what's going on. So the poachers and stuff have, to make money off this are doing it in a way. And that's happening in Texas, poaching of sharks, right? So you've got a lot of this stuff that goes on right under our noses, even in the aquatic world. I want you to think for all you, I'll take it back to you fishermen. Do you remember what it was like if you were born then before the nets were pulled out of Lake Calcasieu and Sabine for speckled trout? Didn't catch a lot of big trout. Some people didn't catch a lot of trout. Take the nets away, an incredible thing happened to the fishery. Nets are indiscriminate. They kill everything. Well, take the nets away. And you let rod and reel fishermen do it, and you have a whole different level of fishery. Um, those are the things that matter when it comes to resource stewardship. And uh, even in the aquatic world, there's a lot of poaching. There's still people running illegal hoop nets. Hoop nets are the nets where a fish swims into a small hole and go into a big net. And here's one of the biggest things that gets killed in hoop nets. Alligator snapping turtles, a threatened species in Texas, are killed in hoop nets. Why and how? I can tell you why. Because they go in, they can't get out, and they drown. they got to breathe air. You can stay there a long time. But I remember um, this was back when Mike Keeney was a game warden. This is back in the late 90s. We found a hoop net that was halfway out of the water on a low tide and reported it, and he pulled it out of the water, showed us, and there were alligator snapping turtle parts in that net. So there's a lot of stuff like that. You know, it has a lot, it has, a lot of these things have impact on a lot of other species and impact on our resources. So it's just important that we look at this. And here's the thing. We've done a glorious thing with wildlife conservation, keeping these things around, but we have to do a better job and guard against what we're doing and educate the young people that it matters, that it does matter that we take care of these animals, you know, that it does matter we take care of these species. It's very, very important stuff, how, why and how we take care 
of our wildlife resources. I love the fact that we can do this. People can go deer hunting and their money is contributed to keeping the land from being mowed down and turned into a parking lot. That's a beautiful thing. People can buy a duck stamp and help buy. So I've been up with Ducks Unlimited, uh, some of the biologists from Ducks Unlimited, to the nesting grounds. The bulk of the, the, the puddle ducks, your gadwall and, and a lot of your teal and your mallards, and a lot of these would come from the prairie pothole region of the United States, and pretty much the rest come from prairie pothole region of Canada, the plains area of Canada. And I've been into South Dakota. And I've been into North Dakota, and I've seen the nesting grounds. I've done, sur- I've seen surveys. They conduct surveys for waterfowl, and seen what happens when you have land that's plowed and taken from natural grassland and turned into ranch land, different grasses, and you have just an incredible decrease in production. It doesn't just help the ducks when you keep natural grassland; it helps everything else up there. And because of those dollars that you spend in a DU banquet. A lot of that land's being conserved and preserved. So those are important things because of your duck stamp. A lot of that land is being conserved and preserved, not mowed down, not turned into a kind of land, a farmland. I said ranch, I meant farmland. Ranching is compatible because they will eat the natural grasses, but farming isn't. Uh, When they plant corn, it wipes it out, and the government, in its infinite wisdom, decided to do this fake ethanol thing that messes up a lot of cars and stuff sometimes anyway. And uh, they all the subsidies for ethanol to please the environmental folks, and they were wiping out hundreds of thousands of acres of natural grasslands, which is an endangered habitat in America. And I got to see literally the line where natural grasslands was and a cornfield was. And the only difference was Ducks Unlimited bought that land and saved it from the plow, and because hunters cared. So there's some important stuff to consider out there. Maybe you don't like hunting. That's fine. But realize there's benefits for wildlife out there. Maybe you're a hunter and you don't really like the environmental crowd, but you don't, you, you, you don't want to see the African wild dog go extinct. So maybe you contribute to the World Wildlife Fund who are doing projects for that. You can't hunt cheetahs, but maybe you support a group that helps cheetahs with dogs that keep cheetahs away from farms and ranches so they don't get killed because they kill somebody's livestock. A lot of stuff out there to consider. It's a great big world. And we're wanting to do our best. Tonight's issue, not issue as long as I'm talking about the magazine, tonight's episode is the price of poaching. There is a price to pay. The price for the poachers, hopefully they get caught, but there's a bigger price to pay for the wildlife. And we have to do a good job. And tonight's whole message is we have wonderful wildlife resources. Let's do a good job of taking care of them and stewarding them and making sure. You know, I would be really sad to think, in my lifetime, that the Bengal tiger goes extinct. Think about that. No more. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. Well, bears are okay in most areas, but tigers are going away, and then there's only 20,000 lions left. There's 5,000, think about this, 5,000 tigers left in the entirety of Asia. That's it. 5,000 tigers throughout the entirety of Asia. And they're being just leveled and decimated because of poaching for their parts. It's it's a sad thing. The most beautiful animal on planet Earth is the tiger. I don't even think there's a way to argue that. I mean, they're just a stunning animal, gorgeous animal. I've been lucky to spend a lot of time with captive tigers in my life. It's been some of the best moments in my life. And um, matter of fact, other than spending time with the Lord and my wife and daughter, some, some of my top five best moments are with tigers, right? Incredible animals. 
and think about them being gone forever. We can make a difference. Be inspired tonight to help wildlife conservation. Subscribe to the Wildlife Journalist. You can subscribe at the top right of the wildlifejournalist.com, get the blog. We're going to give you, empower you with information how to help wildlife around the world, whether it's tigers in India, whether it's waterfowl in America, whether it's manatees on the Gulf Coast. We're going to figure out ways to help wildlife in, in the world, and we're going to be an advocate for the right things, the things that I don't care how it helps wildlife, as long as it helps wildlife, right? Because we got to have these resources. So we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes. We'll take our last break and wrap up with some final thoughts on the price of poaching. Message and data rates may apply. Oh my gosh, that's Frank Thomas. No. Yes, that's him. Go ahead. Excuse me, are you Frank Thomas? Yes, I am. I bet you get recognized a lot. I was a pretty good ball player. You were? Some people thought so. Sorry, we recognize you from those Nugenics commercials. Oh yeah? That's great. So does Nugenics really work? Oh yeah, I really can feel the difference. My workouts are better and I feel a lot more energetic. I wish my husband would use Nugenics. It's so easy to get started. All you have to do is send one simple text. To get award-winning Nugenics and feel the difference for yourself, text the word BOUNCE to 42424. It's the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And you're going to like the difference, too. Text BOUNCE to 42424 to get Nugenics and feel the difference. This offer is not available in stores. Text B-O-U-N-C-E to 42424. In the battle with obesity with bariatric weight loss surgery, join us for a free health seminar at the Medical Center of Southeast Texas where bariatric surgeon Dr. Mathani will discuss the options and benefits Tuesday, February 6th at 6 p.m. at the hospital auditorium. Refreshments will be served. To register, call 877-765-WELL or visit Medical Center setexas.org and click on classes and events. The Medical Center of Southeast Texas, a steward family hospital in partnership with physician owners. Looking to freshen up a room or maybe a whole house? Are you stuck in a design rut? Let Howell Furniture help you create the home of your dreams with our free in-home consultation. Right now, take up to 20% off our lowest sale price plus up to five-year special financing on all furniture. And with Howell's free expert design and decorating services, from fabric selection to arrangement and space planning, our talented team will help you transform your home to fit any budget. So shop and style your home with up to 20% off or five-year special financing only at Howell Furniture. Get up and running with The Morning Show. I'm Jillian Verdick. Thanks for watching The Morning Show. Overnight headlines, the weather forecast, the local information you need to start your day off right. The Morning Show, weekday mornings on KFDM and Fox 4. Now back to more outdoors with Chester Moore on News Talk 560 KLVI. Welcome back to more outdoors. Talking about the price of poaching tonight. Real quick, we're going to take a call from Mark in Hardin County. What's up, Mark? You there, Mark? Oh, not a lot. I, yes, sir. What's up, man? Oh, not a lot. I just think a lot of the problem around this area is uh, number one: too many people. Too many people. Okay. Yes. And too many people run around with bone collector stickers on the back of their trucks. Yeah, bone collector. That's Michael Waddell. That is a... It is sick. And... uh, The commercialization. It's it's just sick, man. The commercialization of what exactly? Take your bone collector stickers off of the back of your trucks. 
is sick. Well, you know, um, Bone Collector is Michael Waddell. He is a hunting show I'm, host. Well, I'm I'm sure you're right, but I don't really care. I got you. You, don't you know, like, the, you, the you, thing is, uh, used to, you know, my grandpa used to say you can't eat horns. Yeah. But now it's uh, you can't hang meat on the wall. I hear you. I, I hear you. I, I, I don't. I, many, I have no, I've got tax dirt in my house. There's too many people out here hunting. There's just too many people. Are they, they don't hunt, know what they're doing. Are they hunting or are they poaching? Well, I'm sure it's a little bit of both. Yeah, well, that's there's what, a lot of there's a lot of good people out there. Well, absolutely, not everyone with a gun's a maniac or a poacher, but there that, are. That's right. But unfortunately, I hear your point. Unfortunately, there are people who have a it's, blatant it's the commercialization. Okay, it's an interesting thought, Mark. Is a, it's and a, there's too many people. Well, you know what's an interesting thought, and I tell you what, I I don't like a blatant disregard for wildlife and um there are maybe part of the issue with the teens is they're catching on to the idea that we should disregard wildlife you know so i i'd only got a couple of minutes left but thanks for your I, thoughts I grew, I grew up hunting in hardin county in angelina county i had eight deer in my backyard last night and i i'm i just don't even shoot them anymore hey brother well thank god because i tell you what uh back in the day there were hardly eight deer in hardin county right <laughs> there was a day when there wasn't a whole lot of deer in their area but now we have a lot more deer so um that's a good thing we want to make sure the future we still have those deer right that's right and take your stupid bone collector stickers off the back of your truck all right thanks mark i appreciate it man all right there we go well, um, you know, I think the thought there is that, you know, the commercial, maybe some commercialization is contributing to some attitudes with teens and stuff like that. But we have to have a regard for wildlife. You know, I walk a fine line. I work, I walk in the zoological community and I walk in the hunting and fishing community. And sometimes people are like, like, you have pet animals? Yes, I have a zoological facility called the Kingdom Zoo Wildlife Center. And I don't kill them. I have them. And I love them. You can actually have an animal and like not kill it. And uh, then the other side is they're like they're like, you actually hunt deer. Yes, I like to eat venison. I like to eat beef. I prefer venison. It's healthier, you know. And I came from having a father who taught me: if you don't eat it, don't kill it. If you don't utilize it, don't kill it. You know. And you definitely don't want to get to the point. I think we're to Mark's point. You have things like YouTube, entire YouTube channels made to kill shots and that's not that's not the whole hunt you know when i look at a deer hanging on the wall of my house i don't think about what a man i am for killing that deer i think about all the things that led up to that moment right and then we were able to, to collect the deer so there's an old native american saying about mourning the harvest but celebrating the kill and i think that's a truth and we got to make sure that we're doing the right things for wildlife and speak truth so the the the, the mistakes of the past don't happen you know and um, there are people out there that are that are um, that are just got blatant disregard, but a lot of wonderful people. They're doing wonderful things for wildlife. A lot of great hunters who obey the game laws and go beyond that by only shooting really mature animals and passing up so many things. There's a lot of even duck hunters who will pass up shooting hens and stuff like that. A lot of great things going on out there. It's not a night of depression. It's a night of, of truth. But a night to talk about the price of poaching, how we can be better stewards. So I'm challenging you, if you've never got involved in wildlife conservation, consider tonight doing that. Consider 
tonight doing that. If you want any, any guidelines on how maybe you can get involved, go to thewildlifejournalist.com. You can send me a message there or email me at chester at kingdomzoo.com, chester at kingdomzoo.com. And we're going to be doing a lot with Kingdom Zoo Wildlife Center involved in conservation. We are helping support the Persian fallow deer restoration program in the Holy Land in Israel, putting back the deer of the Garden of Eden that was almost extinct. We're, we're partnering with them and a portion of some of our proceeds are helping that. We always want to reach out and do conservation. We're getting involved with the black-footed ferret, a native species of Texas that was almost extinct. And a lot of cool stuff. We're motivated. We're excited. We're going to be doing it working with kids. Our goal is to bring the, the love of Christ and redeeming love of Christ to hurting children through wildlife encounters. But we're also teaching those children to be good stewards of the resources. If you want to know how you can help Kingdom Zoo, go to KingdomZoo.com. You click on the donate link, learn about all the things we do at KingdomZoo.com. And if you want to subscribe to my wildlife blog, go to TheWildlifeJournalist.com. Click on the subscribe link. And we've got a lot of cool stuff going on, folks. A lot of wildlife stuff. We're very, very... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.